Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal fans, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and I wish you a very happy Saturday, the very last Saturday of 2014. This year has flown by so fast, I just can't believe it. This morning, Jim Tedford, the Director of Animal Welfare Initiatives at PetSafe, will be stopping by to talk about a charitable gift-giving program that benefits homeless pets that you can help with, too. Then, after our halftime break, our Pet Place producer, Mike Johnson, will be chatting with us about some issues that have come up with his own dog due to the rainy weather. I think a lot of you might be able to relate to the problem he's having, and we'll try to get to the bottom of it. In the meantime, stay nice and warm while we take a quick break on KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be back momentarily. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now from PetSafe is Jim Tedford, Director of Animal Welfare Initiatives for the That's company. Right. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Nice, nice to be with you. So tell me a little bit about PetSafe before we launch off onto other topics. Sure. We are a pet products manufacturing company um, based in Tennessee, but we have offices all over the country and, in fact, around the world. And we make a variety of products designed to basically enhance relationships between pets and their people. So the idea is to, to do things that sort of provide behavior stimulation and that sort of thing so that the, the bond between people and their pets can, can grow stronger instead of being strained and, and sometimes severed because uh, – because of behavior problems that we know can be solved if the owners just have the tools and the wherewithal to make it happen. Oh, very cool. What are some of the products you're talking about? So we do a little bit of everything. We actually started our very first product. The, the, the sort of foundation for the company was an in-ground containment system. We now own the Invisible Fence brand, if you're familiar with that brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we started with containment, basically ways to keep pets at their in their yards, at their homes, as opposed to letting them run neighborhoods or get lost or, or you know, have all sorts of horrible things happen to them, getting hit by cars and whatnot. Um, so the containment was the basis. Then we, we got into a lot of other products, including pet doors. We have uh, bark control collars if you've got a problem barker. And we find that a lot of folks who live in really close proximity to their neighbors, you know, if they've got a barking dog, it can really start neighborhood feuds. Okay. So these are, are collars that really will help control that by offering a stimulation on the collar. It can be it can be everything from a spray to a mild static stimulation okay. to get the dog to convince the dog to to, uh, to stop barking. 
Okay. We, uh, we have remote training devices, remote training collars. We have a full line of, of pet drinking fountains oh. and automatic feeders. So okay. you, can, you can actually feed your pets when you're not home. Mm-hmm. We're, we're one of the largest manufacturers of pet doors in the world. So if, you, if you've got a pet door, chances are it's a pet safe door. Okay. And a great way to let your pets in and out with busy lifestyles being what they are and folks not spending as much time at home. Sometimes it's really tough to get home to let the dog out in time. And with a pet door, he can let himself in and out. So that's a, another product. And then we also have a full line of, of treat dispensing toys, which we have found to be really big sellers. People love the idea of giving their pets something that engages them, sort of keeps them their minds occupied while, while you're not around. Uh, great way to just sort of stimulate them even even outside the presence of their owner. If you're not there to play with them or don't have the time to, these toys can really sort of take care of a lot of that for you. Well, speaking of toys, I understand that you're involved in a very special project right now where you're trying to donate about 12,000 toys to pets in animal shelters across the United States. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Here at PetSafe, we are big believers in supporting the folks who are working in the trenches to take care of those animals who are less fortunate than the ones that are sleeping on our couches at home. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of wonderful dogs and cats living in animal shelters, waiting for forever homes. I actually spent about 20 years running animal shelters around the country, so that's that's sort of my first love, and I'm I'm keenly aware of the the needs of, of those organizations and the animals that they care for. So um, we we do a lot to partner with shelters throughout the year, but every year towards the end of the year, we we do a promotion where we basically encourage pet owners and and even non-pet owners to come um, via via all the various social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Um, for all of the new likes or followers that the PetSafe pages get on those various platforms, for each new like or follower, we donate a toy to an animal shelter. Last year, we gave away about 10,000 toys at wow. the, right after the end of the year. So for the entire month of December, we, we basically run the counter, and everybody who, who um, becomes a liker or follower of one of our, our pages on one of those four platforms. We, uh, we we add those up at the end of the year and then send those toys out to shelters. Our goal this year is we have 12 participating organizations all over the country, and we'd really like to make sure that each one of those shelters receives a 1,000 toys come January. Oh, that's wonderful. So even though we've passed the holidays, today is December 27th, you can still go online to your favorite Social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest, and like or follow, is it just PetSafe? Is that how they look for if they look for the PetSafe brand pages on all of those those various platforms, you'll it's, it, it's really easy to find. Okay. So just look for the PetSafe brand page and like or follow. And like and, it. Uh, yeah. and we're we're counting those votes and we're counting them right up to the end of the day on December 31st. So oh, there's still time funny. for folks to get out there and and get online. It's just a click away, and and you can be responsible for uh, an animal getting up to four toys if you like us on all four sites. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the the thing that I really like about this is a pet in an animal shelter is oftentimes quite depressed and disoriented and, and just 
many will just stay in the very back of their cage and, and not be interactive with the people that are coming around. But I've seen from my own experience that if a pet has a toy, that it sort of brings its personality out. It kind of gets over that depression and starts interacting and becoming adoptable. So well, this is it, fabulous. You're absolutely correct. You know, I it, it, even in the the very the most well-run, beautiful modern new shelters out there, you know, it's still a stressful place for for these pets. Most of them have never known that sort of an existence and you know, heaven only knows a lot of them come in and we don't know much about their backgrounds at all. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know what they may have been through before they found themselves at the shelter. And even with the terrific care they get from these organizations, it's just a rough place. Um, for for them to settle in. Mm -hmm. So anything we can do to sort of make them more comfortable, to provide them with something to do to keep themselves busy, aside from just laying there and wondering what's ha- what's going to happen next, um, is is a very positive thing. There's also somebody did a study a number of years ago, and it was determined that the mere presence of a toy in a kennel in a shelter enhances the adoptability of of that animal, even if the animal is not interacting with the toy at the time that the the adopter comes in and visits. Mm-hmm. Somehow, just having the toy there, I don't know if it's that you know perhaps the the having the toy sort of gives that person an association that this animal is a pet mm-hmm. and could be a really great new member of the family oh. as opposed to, you know, they're just being one more number in, in, right. in one more kennel and one more shelter. So, you know, we, we, the way we look at this is we want to see a toy of some sort in every kennel, in every shelter 24-7. And so with our partner shelters, that's really what we we strive to do is provide enough toys that everybody's got one at all times. That is very cool. And as the director of animal welfare initiatives, is this just one of many projects that you're involved with throughout the year? It is. We, we're, we're sort of constantly looking for ways to engage the animal welfare community. Um, I have an, another program called the Pet Safe Shelter Enrichment Project. And through that, we actually partner with individual organizations. And by doing so, we provide them with enough toys so that they can have one in every kennel 24-7. We also provide them with treats. We have a wonderful uh, liquid treat that a lot of people still aren't familiar with called Lickety Stick. Oh, and it's yeah. it, it's a really interesting product in that it's it's in a little tube, sort of like the old um, roll-on deodorants that that we, we used to see in stores all over. Uh-huh. And there's a little rollerball at the top of the tube, and as the pet licks that rollerball, this liquid treat is dispensed. And it's an all-natural treat. It's it's very low-cal, so you don't have to worry about filling the pet up. Or you know, if you're like if if your dogs are like mine, they don't really need any extra calories, <laughs> um, so, and they get lots of treats. So this is a great way to do it without without them bulking up too much. Um, so we provide those for shelters as well, and we find that they make great training tools for volunteers and staff to use while they're interacting with the animals in the facility. So they they can can you know we we we're big believers in even that sort of passive training in the shelter. Mm-hmm. A lot of these animals come in with behavior problems. You know that's that's frankly the reason that many and the majority of them, in fact, end up in shelters is because they're exhibiting some sort of of, of problem behavior that the owner is not willing or unable to deal with. Mm-hmm. What we find is most of those behavior problems are really pretty easy to solve just with a little bit of training, a little bit of, of, of effort on the part of the owner. So shelters do a great job 
during the, the time that the animals are with them. They do a great job of, of doing that training. You know, it's, they'll, they'll reward positive behaviors. If they approach the front of a kennel and a, a dog sits nicely in front of the kennel, then they'll give him a treat and, and encourage him to do that when visitors come through as well. You know, if the dog jumps up and spins around and barks and carries on, then he may be ignored for a few minutes just mm-hmm. so he understands that that's not the desired behavior. So that way, you know, when visitors come in, A, the animals do a good job of marketing themselves, which is, is always yeah. a positive thing. But yeah. also it, it, it helps that owner and their new pet get off to a really great start when they get home. And so they're less likely to end up getting, you know, sort of disenchanted with the animal after they get home and bringing him back after the first bad day. They'll actually work through those problems. So providing toys and treats to shelters is, is a, you know, just one more step towards improving their quality of life while they're in the shelter and then also improving their level of adoptability and hopefully Im- improving their staying power once they get home. That the, the relationship will be built and will be successful and, and it'll be a long-term placement. Absolutely. It's what all shelters want. We we're looking for forever homes, not for, you know, a home overnight. You are so right. And Jim, this is a wonderful project that you and PetSafe are involved with. And I hope it's a huge success and you get way more toys donated than or way more clicks so that you can donate toys than you ever anticipated. And I really want to thank you for stopping by the show today and and talking about this wonderful project. Well, thanks so much for having me. And, and again, folks, get out there and click on those social media sites. Look for the PetSafe brand pages and, and help us place these toys with, with these shelter animals who desperately need them. Definitely. And we need to take a very quick break now. But when we come back, Mike Johnson, our Pet Place producer, has an interesting problem to talk about that I think many pet owners can relate to. All this and more are coming right up after a quick message from KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and my usually silent partner in crime, or I mean radio show. I didn't do it. <laughs> as his mic turned up, as you can tell, and is ready to go on the air, it's our Pet Place producer, Mike Johnson. Good morning, Marie. Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, well, we're almost there. Got a few yeah. more days. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I can't believe it's already almost 2015. You know, and the the uh, New Year's celebration that are coming up, that dovetails into another topic also that always comes up for me on New Year's Eve is, again, I have a Jack Russell Terrier uh, who's nine years old, and she gets so scared when people, you know, send off the kaboom things oh, there, yeah. there on New Year's Eve night into the New Year. You're and not alone in that, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, mean I know it's, it's a celebration great, but it scares the heck out of my dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my little Pomeranian used to be terrified of fireworks. Mm-hmm. We can hear the Disneyland fireworks, too. And right. Every single night, it just would freak him out. But the good news is, he's an old man now, and, and he can't hear them anymore. <laughs> so you have that to look forward to. Oh, well, there's that. Since, since she's nine. She's nine, yes, exactly. So Amber Good Dog on Facebook, Amber Good Dog. Uh, she'll, she'll have to get through with that. I like how you promote your little I, four-legged I she, child. She, she needs some love on, on the social media as well. And, and, and by the way, I was remembering, I think it was a week ago when uh, Dr. Cruz was on the show here, and she was making some comments that were, were related uh, strictly toward Amber Good Dog, not me. <laughs> I have no issues 
that Dr. Cruz was talking about. But, yeah, <laughs> we were talking before we came on the air that Amber has had some issues, um, and I don't know how common they are. Well, we were talking about dogs that don't like going out in inclement weather mm-hmm. to do their business. Yeah. And apparently, Amber Good Dog isn't so good at doing her business when it's raining. No, she doesn't like the rain. She she, she tolerates the cold, okay. but, but she doesn't like it, obviously, but she tolerates the cold. But when it's mm-hmm. rainy, it's really, really tough for her. Uh, the way we have our, our house set up is we have our, our, our back, or we have our, our kitchen, which we have a little dog door, which is actually maybe from the same company that our last guest uh, was talking about, surprised. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond that dog door, though, we have what, uh, what I call the hot house, which was an, a, an enclosed room, which I think my, the previous landlord used to like, grow plants in or that sort of thing okay. back in the 80s. Uh, and beyond that is the normal backyard. Mm-hmm. She'll go through the the flap to get into the hot house, but then going through the fl- hot house to get outside when it's coming down, she she doesn't like that too good. Yeah. It's right, as rain I can do short of building like a a, a new uh, deck above our home to, uh, to protect uh, well, Amber here, from the wet. Yeah, here's the thing, Mike. Imagine yourself barefoot. Yeah. With no extra protection from the rain. Mm-hmm. And your wife pushes you outside and says, Okay, Mike, time to do your business. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not something that you would look forward to. No, I, I understand that. But I mean, unfortunately, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, I, I am housebroken and, and my <laughs> wife lets me do, do my business in the house. But. Uh, you know, Amber, though, unfortunately, that hothouse area that I spoke about mm-hmm. before, it, it, it does have some carpet in it. Okay. And she ends up going in there uh, when a, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, you have a couple of options that will protect the carpeting. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you want to make her go outside in the rain, you have to go outside in the rain. Yeah. So I know it's a hassle, mm-hmm. but put on your raincoat, put on your shoes. You can even get a little doggy raincoat and uh, maybe even some booties. I know it's a hassle to do that every time she needs to go outside. Do many dogs use booties to go outside in, in the weather that way? Well, when I take my dogs up to the mountains mm-hmm. during the snowy uh, weather, right. I always put little booties on them because it's cold, it's wet, and and. Even though they have a lot of protection with right. the top hats and everything, right. it, it's pretty unpleasant, and and it could be bad news to get wet and cold between your toes. And sure. it, you know some of the more densely furred dogs, it takes forever for their little paws to dry out, and yeah. that can that can cause all kinds of problems. I just so. I just envisioning, especially you know the mountains above uh, you know Big Bear and Arrowhead and that, those sort of places. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're walking around with the little booties, I can imagine them getting stuck in the snow, literally though. Oh, does, 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 that, no, does that happen? No, no, no. Actually, it works out really well, okay. and, and and it keeps their feet warm and dry. And yeah, it takes a lot longer to to get everybody ready to go outside, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, sure. putting on four booties on two dogs. Sure, <laughs> sure. And they have their little winter coats that I put on them too. And and but you know we're spoiled in Southern California. We don't have that long of a cold, wet season. And yeah. And so sometimes it, it takes just a little extra effort, and, and then you walk out there with them, and, and then eventually they get the message, okay, he's out here too, I'll go ahead and go. You know, we, we just had the holiday season, and this this goes back to a topic I know we've talked about before. It was happening again at this holiday season where that where we had a member of my family who I won't identify because I enjoy being married. <laughs> uh, 
feeding Amber Good Dog stuff from the table. Uh-huh. And I always, you know, I mean, and I've been guilty of it in the past, so I, I don't, I don't cast stones. Uh, but I do worry because, you know, you know, I don't want Amber to get too fat. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to put that nicely. I don't, I don't want her to get too fat, and I worry that uh, oh, yeah. that people, you know, especially this time of the year when there's cookies and there's all the other things that show up there toward the end of the year. Right. And you know, you drop one, and then of course Amber finds it and she runs off with the cookie. Sure. So I, is you there, drop is there, one accidentally. Well, now <laughs> I'm not going to cast aspersions about that member of my family, <laughs> uh, but I mean those things happen, and and, and I know. You know, we, we talked about before, you've mentioned before on the mm-hmm. show, the idea is to try to tell your guests uh, and, and reiterate to your family members that, you know, the, the dog food is for dogs and the right. human food is for human because mm-hmm. uh, you've mentioned that it's formulated dog food, especially for dogs. Mm-hmm. And our holiday food is so rich, it can mm-hmm. really upset their stomachs, which might in turn cause them to need to go outside uh-huh. in a hurry, which yeah. so much for your booties and your raincoat. Right. So I have another suggestion, mm. too, since we're coming around to that. Sure. There are some products that you can get, and we've actually talked about them on the show. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like litter boxes for dogs, except they're not filled with sand. Right. They're covered either with AstroTurf or actually living grass. Mm-hmm. You can get a service that'll come and right. replace that all for you periodically. You right. can only have it certain times of the year if, if you only need it certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. But these boxes, they come in a whole range of sizes. I know a lot of people who live in big high-rise apartments in New York and other parts of the country where that's just how people live who sure. have pets. They use these doggy litter boxes quite successfully. Right. You teach the dog how to use it. You you've actually add a little bit of their own... Uh, dropping, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, sure. directly onto the top of it to kind of give them the idea that this is the spot that's okay to go rather than the carpeting. Right. And they they pick up on the rules of that really fast. It's amazing. And then what happens is all the liquid waste goes right on through to a tray on the bottom, and there's instructions for how to clean it and, and take care of it so that it doesn't become a, a problem unto itself. And that might be something you can consider. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things you can research online about the doggy litter boxes. So many price ranges. You'll find the perfect one for you and for Amber Good Dog. I've seen these some of the products advertised on television as well. There's there's a product, and I don't remember the name of it. I'm not trying to avoid them. I just don't remember the name of it. It almost looks like a bullseye. Where where the idea is you want to try to get your dog to go right in the center of the bullseye oh. to, to, to do its thing. I mean, aesthetically, I don't really think my wife would want to have that out all year round. Right. But when the rain comes, mm-hmm. some a product like that or what you're talking about might mm-hmm. make a lot of sense. Right, especially if you have the kind that has the service. I mean, that's a little bit more pricey mm-hmm. because somebody's coming and actually bringing rolled-up sod for you sure. and rolling away the soiled sod. And sure. <laughs> but, you know, it's... It doesn't look bad. You have a little uh, a little growing area of grass in your in your outside area. Now a while a, a while back on the show when when I was a guest, I w- I mentioned about uh, the uh, the skunks. There mm-hmm. were skunks in the well, we suspected there were skunks in the front yard. Upon further research, we have actually decided that they were not skunks that were digging the holes in the front yard. They were squirrels. Uh-huh. Oh, that's interesting. 
interesting. And now, now they've been away because of the rain recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm guessing that that score the, the the keep of our keep trying to keep our lawn. Uh, maintained, mm-hmm. that we'd have the same sort of issue with a squirrel or a skunk, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the thing that they're looking for are grub worms and other insects that are just around the root level of mm-hmm. the grass. So mm-hmm. they have to dig a nice hole to get to these yummy things that they can smell. Right. So the best way to deal with that, as I think we might have mentioned before, is just having a, a nice pest control service take care of your in-ground pests. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, then there's no food to attract the animals, and you're you're golden. But I want to ask you this because yeah. I'm really curious. Okay. You have any special New Year's resolutions that pertain oh, to Amber Good Dog? Oh, any geez. any bucket list things you that know, you're going to do it's, with it's, her? It's interesting because I I've, I've talked to my wife about taking her to the dog beach, but but my wife is convinced that uh, that Amber is afraid of the water. And I worry that I don't want to traumatize Amber by taking her to the beach where it's, of course, all water there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, th- I think it might be fun. So how do I really know whether this is a good idea to do this or not? My Labradoodle is actually, believe it or not, not a water dog. Mm. You'd think if she's part lab, she would love the water. She does not. Mm. But she loves Dog Beach. And she runs on the sand, and it feels so good on her paws, and she just, her ears fly in the wind, and Ah. she's got a big dog smile, and it's so fun for her. And she meets other dogs, and she makes friends. It doesn't matter if Amber's afraid of the water. She'll love it. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Marie. (laughs) Mike, I am so glad that you were able to come on the air today. I know you're very busy and a little bit shy, but... Oh, extraordinarily. (laughs) You talk about things that I think everybody can relate to, so thanks for sharing today. Thanks, Marie. It's time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. You know, normally I give you lots of special events about what's going on in the pet community during this point in time, but I want to remind everybody that we have a ton of things listed on our Pet Place calendar. Go there anytime at www.petplace.org and check out what's going on. We try and fill it in months in advance so you can make room in your very own calendar. And also, if you're a pet charity or an animal organization and you want to get things posted and publicized, feel free to drop me a line at petplaceradio at gmail.com. We'll make sure you get all the publicity that we can give you to make sure your event is a success. And as I like to say, please visit us on Facebook. Just go over to facebook.com slash petplaceradio, post pictures, say hello, just have fun. That's what it's there for. And this is all for me today, so remember, Pets Need Love and The Home Too. We'll be back next weekend with more of Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or new to your pets and have a wonderful day.